From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. In this edition, commencing December 11, we'll be looking at Rewind with thanks to VK2 WI and VK2 WBK, another look at Centre Victoria Hamfest, and WIA Director Philip Adams VK3 JNI joins us. Locally produced, nationally voiced, globally heard. We are VK1WIA. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB. And just ahead of the WIA director's spot this week, and Philip VK3JNI, it's ACMA News. A newly commissioned 3G mobile phone cell on Thursday Island was suffering interference. It was traced to foreign equipment operating on the wrong frequency, traced by ACMA field staff, and it was sourced to Hammond Island, just to the immediate north of Thursday Island. A company there was providing maritime services with engineering support in the Torres Strait. A warning notice was issued. The company rectified their comms equipment, resulting in their radio links operating in the correct frequency range and the Optus interference to their 3G cell being resolved. The issue of interference by radio communications equipment designed for other countries but operated within Australia continues to be a challenge for field operations and the ACMA. The ACMA is seeking public comment on proposed changes to radio services in New South Wales and Queensland. 101.5 with a maximum power level of 100 watts for an infill transmitter for the 2BS commercial radio broadcast service and FM frequency 91.3 with a maximum ERP of 250 watts for an infill transmitter for the 4AM commercial radio broadcasting service in Ravenshoe. Good morning broadcast listeners. I am pleased to announce that Bob, VK6POP, has agreed to join the WIA National Field Day Committee. Bob brings both a wealth of experience and the VK6 perspective to the national high-profile publicity event. The next WIA National Field Day is the weekend of the 14th and 15th of April 2012. Many new operators start out with a minimum of equipment and try their hand at the VHF and UHF bands. One of the challenges that new operators to our bands face is that of geography. With low radiated power, the hills just seem to be in the way. The team led by Peter, VK3AJ, from the Scout Radio Electronics Service Unit in Victoria, have been quietly developing a UHF repeater network across the Daniel Ranges. It not only fills in many of the black spots in the hills, it also provides linked coverage to many of the growth areas of outer eastern Melbourne. Known as the VK3 Scout Net, the repeaters of VK3RAJ, VK3RSA and VK3RSB are permanently linked. Plans are now underway to further extend this linking to provide a reliable network for both new and established operators. The network could also be utilised in times of emergency in the coverage area. The team from the SRESU should be proud of this initiative. I wish you seasons, greetings and a safe new year. This has been Philip, VK3JNI, for the WIA News. This is Mel, VK3FDSL. I wish to advise that the National Office of the WIA will close for the Christmas break at 4pm Melbourne time on Friday 23rd of December. 
We will reopen at 10am Melbourne time on Monday 16th of January 2012. During this time, no examinations or call sign recommendation applications will be processed nor will book orders be dispatched. Book orders placed after Monday 19 December are unlikely to be dispatched before the office reopens in January. Orders for exam packs received before the 21st of December will be dispatched before Christmas. The Wireless Institute of Australia extends to all radio amateurs very best wishes for the festive season. This is Robert, VK3DN, the WIA webmaster. Every now and again, members write in and let us know that they receive spam emails claiming to be from the WIA and wanting to obtain personal information. This sort of email activity is called phishing, spelled P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, phishing. Now, phishing is a way that the bad people on the internet are trying to acquire information from us, such as usernames, passwords and credit card details, with the infiltrator claiming to be from a trustworthy entity, in our case claiming to be from the WIA. Customers of banks and other financial institutions are typically the major targets for phishing scams. However, they also seem to have a go at people from any organisation, including organisations like ours. So remember, should our WIA office staff ever need to verify your member or personal details, they will contact you directly by telephone, never as unsolicited email. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. On the central coast of New South Wales, it can be heard on the CCARC VK2RAG two-metre repeater on 146.725 MHz at 10am every Sunday. I'm Ed, VK2ARE. I'm Ron Fisher, VK3OM. Used to be on the Publications Committee. In fact, I was on the Publications Committee for 53 years. But I've now retired and uh, living up with a bit of ham radio. So, uh, very happy Christmas to everybody out there. And we hope we see you again next Christmas. Around VK we go. We stop off at VK4, VK2 and VK3. In VK2, a summary of coming events in December sees the Oxley Region gathering on the 16th. On the 21st is the Waverley Christmas Dinner and the first of the summer format morning-only broadcast from VK2WI takes place on Christmas Day the 25th. In January, the Oxley Region meetings on the 7th, the first Foundation Training Day for 2012 at VK2WI on the 22nd and the Trash and Treasure Homebrew and Exams at VK2WI on the 29th. The major commercial traders have given it their endorsement. Second-hand sellers like the event too because of its strategic location and low cost. Perhaps you have unwanted equipment and bits of pieces now taking up space in your garage or a room at home. Then make a sales table or car boot space booking now. A warm invitation is also extended to all clubs and groups to be part of the popular Club Corner Precinct. For more information, do check out the homepage of the Amateur Radio Victoria website, www.amateurradio.com.au. The Centre Victoria Radio Fest, Kyneton Racecourse, on Sunday the 12th of February. 
I'm Bruce Lees, and you're listening to VK1 WIA. Thanks, Bruce. And from VK3 to 4, this Tuesday, December 13th, the Townsville Amateur Radio Club's Project Night happens at the Townsville Club Rooms atop SES headquarters in Green Street, West End, from 7.30. It's the last Project Night for the year, and the last time you'll be able to let the magic smoke out under controlled conditions in 2011. From the WIA News Hub in Perth and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. What use is an F-call? Participation is a promise made. Now what do I mean by that? A little while ago, I was listening to a conversation on HF. I cannot recall the exact band, but the conversation took in amateurs across much of the country. It had been going for about 20 minutes, and a new participant, an F-call, asked for a transmission report from the assembled group. The F-call, likely a new participant, apologised for butting in, and also commented that he was broadcasting outside his band, which at the time I checked, and as far as I could tell, he wasn't. The group ignored the out-of-band comment, and several dutifully and helpfully responded with their various signal reports, but after about five minutes, the tone of the conversation changed, and statements about power levels and abuse were being made. This turned into accusations about using excess power, about using 100 watts to get across the country, about how an F call was abusing the airwaves. Mind you, most of this was innuendo, nudge-nudge, wink-wink style. After about 15 minutes of increasing discussion, a new station was heard, who commented that he had some 14,000 contacts on the books, and when his licence was still drying, he too had been accused of exceeding his legal 28-watt limit. Unbeknownst to him, several amateurs descended on his shack at the time, measured his output and found it to be 27 watts. He pointed out that while there are going to be cases where people exceeded their privileges, it shouldn't be the first thing that came to mind when a particular contact was made. The station also complimented the F-call on their setup and wished them all well with their contacts. His comments lasted for some five minutes and the group subdued almost immediately. At the time I wondered if those who'd previously been accusing the F-call had forgotten what QRP, broadcasting with 10 watts or less, SSB, is all about, and I wondered if there might be a value in encouraging participation in QRP contests. In case you're wondering, an F-call is really a QRP station. While I know how easy it is to change the power setting on my radio, and how easily it might be to get away with doing that, it doesn't mean that just because you can, you will. Under instruction of an advanced licensee, I have changed the power setting on my radio as well, only to find that the extra power made little or no difference whatsoever. I've played with antennas and noticed that it's not how much power you have, but what you do with it that determines the outcome of the contact. As I've said in the past, I've talked to the USA on 10 watts in amazed reply to their 450 watts. I'm sure that there are times that extra power will get you where you need to go. But I think we should also remember that each of us, regardless of our license, has the ability to borrow, buy or build a massive amplifier and hook that up to our radio. Just because we can, doesn't mean we do. Ultimately, you're in control of your own radio and your own responsibilities and license conditions. You are ultimately the one who knows if you did the right thing or not. Of course, if you abuse your privileges, consequences will result. I started with participation is a promise made. 
When you get your license and your kit and start broadcasting, you are participating in the amateur radio community. Your license stipulates that you shall only broadcast on certain frequencies with a certain mode and power level. As a licensee, that's what you promise to do. Let's give people the benefit of doubt and encourage their legal participation, rather than accusing them on air about their perceived misdeeds. I'm Honor, VK6 Fox Lima Alpha Bravo. You're listening to WIA National News on most amateur bands throughout New South Wales from VK2WI Sydney and affiliate relay stations. For details of frequencies, visit www.arnsw.org.au. Hello, this is Diane, VK3FDIZ from the office, wishing you all a very Merry Christmas and a safe and Happy New Year. The Wireless Institute of Australia paves the way for new amateurs to our bands. With education, youth and advancement of amateur radio, I'm Jason VK2LAW. The next foundation course at VK2WI will be January the 22nd. The assessments will then be held during the Trash and Treasure morning, which is Sunday the 29th of January. Details are to be found on the ARNSW website, arnsw.org.au, under exams. Inquiries to education at arnsw.org.au or the office telephone number Sydney 02-9651-1490 and leave contact details. Next year there will be a total of six one-day foundation courses conducted at VK2WI in the odd-numbered months. There is expected to be a standard and advanced upgrade course during the year. ARNSW assessors will again be conducting all grades of licence exams at the Central Coast Field Day at Wyong in February. REAST Training, Education and Assessment Four students from Newtown High School have now gained their qualifications for their foundation licence. They are Jacob Nichols, Alexander's Price, Matthew Isles and Brendan Coulson. Congratulations and we look forward to hearing you on the air. If you're interested in participating in this examination session in future, then please contact Learning Organiser Reg VK7KK on 0417-391-607. International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. Ham radio licences hit an all-time high. The Sun Journal reports that aside from the latest smartphone, ham radio has become the newest trend in communication, reaching an all-time high of more than 700,000 licences in the United States. They say for nearly 100 years ham radios have been a reliable form of communication, allowing people to connect with others all around the world, and they've come in especially handy in times of emergency. A ham radio population map by N0HR shows the countries of the world resized relative to the number of amateur radio licenses and is worthy of a quick peek. More on this growth trend from our friends at Amateur Radio Newsline. Fox News reports on the boom in amateur radio licenses in the United States. According to Fox, in October the FCC logged 700,314 licenses, with nearly 40,000 new ones issued in the last five years. In her report, Michelle Macaluso interviews John Pritchett, W6JYK. She also shows an amateur radio direction-finding competition. Her story is titled, Radio Days Are Back, Ham Radio Licenses at an All-Time High. You'll find it online at tinyurl.com slash fox hyphen ham hyphen stats.
The DIY magic of amateur radio is a new eight-and-a-half-minute video from the American Radio Relay League to be released Tuesday, December 27th. Its target audience is the worldwide maker and hacker community. Amateur radio newsline's Cheryl Lasik, K9BIK, has more. According to the ARRL, the show is directed toward the DIY or do-it-yourself movement. This is a fairly new leisure time interest that is inspiring a whole new generation of techno-hobbyists. It also could be a pool of future technologists who might want to become hams if they knew more about our hobby, and that's the reason the new video was created. To do this, executive producer Alan Pitts, W1AGP, and producer Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF, brought together an all-star team consisting of several well-known filmmakers, along with some newcomers to ham radio movie making. Directed by Hollywood's Dave Bell, W6AQ, the video, which is titled The Do-It-Yourself Magic of Amateur Radio, was recorded on location in Ohio, Texas, North Carolina, California, Utah, and on orbit aboard the International Space Station. Its script was written by Henry Feinberg, K2SSQ of West Orange, New Jersey. Feinberg is a former producer of the award-winning Watch Mr. Wizard science television series. A winner of several CINE Golden Eagle Awards, K2SSQ is also the ham radio operator who created the Umbrella Space Communicator, seen in the Steven Spielberg motion picture, E.T. the Extraterrestrial. The show is hosted by famed New York City-based maker and fashion designer Diana Eng, KC2UHB. Mark Abramovich, NT3V, serves as the show narrator. Original music was provided by Andrew John Huddleston, OZ5E, and his Denmark-based group, The Ham Band. Dave Booth, KC6WFS of Santa Clarita, California, was the show's principal videographer. According to the ARRL, the new video will be simultaneously released on its Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube pages, and will also be available at www.arrl.org. DVD copies for showing to large audiences in high definition, 16 by 9 widescreen, and standard 4 by 3 definitions will be available at a later date. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Cheryl Essek, K9VIK, reporting from Zion, Illinois. Again, that's Tuesday, December 27th, about 10 a.m. Eastern U.S. time, for the release of the new ARRL video titled, The Do-It-Yourself Magic of Amateur Radio. The world's largest ever-built extraterrestrial explorer is on its way to Mars. The six-wheeled, one-armed robotic rover named Curiosity, known officially as the Mars Science Laboratory, blasted off from Cape Canaveral at 10.02 a.m. Eastern Time, Saturday, November 26th. It was carried into space on board an Atlas V launch vehicle. Meantime, a group of radio amateurs has received signals from the Mars Science Laboratory using an AMSAT-DL amateur radio facility in Germany. Barely seven hours after launch, the X-band telemetry signal from the lab was received using the ham radio station at the German AMSAT Group's resource at Bochum. This is believed to be the first reception of the Mars Science Laboratory outside of the NASA Deep Space Network. The signal received by the ham radio operators was with the probe at a distance of 112,000 kilometers from the Earth. Telemetry said that the Enroute lab had a spin modulation of plus or minus 3.5 hertz at 2 revolutions per minute. 
The Mars Science Laboratory is expected to arrive at the Red Planet in August 2012 after a nine-month flight. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Special Events and On-Air Contest Column, Dateline, 2012. January 1-31, VK Rossholm Memorial VHF UHF Contest. January 14-15, and 15, VK Summer VHF UHF Field Day. March 17-18, VK John Moore Memorial Field Day. May 5, VK Trans-Tasman Contest 80m SSB. June 9 and 10, VK Shires Contest. June 25, VK Trans-Tasman Contest 160m SSB. July 1st, Full Weekend, NZAT Memorial Contest. August 11 and 12, VK Remembrance Day Contest. August 18 and 19, Worldwide International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend. Special Event Stations, DX and Beacon and NetAdvice. Notice to all 6 meter users. Owing to an and as yet unresolved interference issue at the repeater site, the GGREC 6 meter repeater VK3RDD has now had CDCSS access enabled. The frequency is 91.5 Hz. Although most 6 meter users have radios with CDCSS capability, GGREC apologised to those who will no longer have access to the repeater without installing a tone encoder to their radios. If they track down and eliminate the interference in the future, the tone access may be disabled, but as it is common these days to have tone access on repeaters, it may be left on. Comments to Albert, VK3BQO. Ethiopian Amateur Radio Club on the air from Addis Ababa until December the 13th. Activity will be from the ET3AA Club Station. A team are installing antennas at the Addis Ababa University. Administer VE ham radio examinations and the creation of the University of Addis Ababa Technology Incubation Program. Lithuania, South Pole, LY1 question mark SP. Special call sign LY1 question mark to be announced SP until Christmas Day 2011. QRV on the HF bands using mainly CW. QSL to home call which is LY3BY. This is celebrating the fact that in 2011 it is 100 years since Roald Amundsen became the first man on the South Pole. Reference number WAP-206. Again, QSL via LY3BY. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. Good morning, this is Robert. VK3DN with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV. South East Queensland ATV Group General Meeting on December 2011 saw the Technical Committee of the group propose that Club builds a digital ATV transmitter for the Club's ATV repeater VK4RMG at its current site using the existing licence allocation. The proposal was passed and donations accepted towards the transmitter costs. It was noted that the SEQ ATV group would welcome input from interested radio clubs and that the Brisbane Digital ATV group is presently helping by providing a 1287 MHz input to their digital ATV repeater VK4RKC. 
Just in time for the holidays, Gary Pierce, KN4AQ, has created a video version of Clement Clark's Moore's poem, A Visit from St Nicholas, more commonly known as The Night Before Christmas. But Gary's version has a decidedly amateur radio twist. With a guitar accompaniment by Don Merck's WA3AYR, A Ham's Night Before Christmas features QST magazine covers, Gill cartoons and Christmas-themed QST advertisements from days gone by. Google YouTube and KN4AQs or the ARRL's YouTube channel. Also on YouTube, look out for An Amateur Radio Christmas 2011, a video by Philip Hamilton, W4KTL. He presents a look back through the years at amateur radio and Christmas. Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA, AN016 Antarctica. Starting in December 2011, Felix DL5XL and Lars DL1LLL will be QRV as DP0GVN from the German Neumer 3 station, that's IOTA AN016. Felix is going back to Germany in February 2012 and Lars is preparing for an overwintering until February 2013. QSL via DL5EBE, either Bureau or Direct. Worldwide, Special Interest Group's Raw Rotarians of Amateur Radio. Peter Lowe, VK4KCD, is ANZO VP. 0600 Zulu to 0630 Zulu, the ANZO net, on 7115. Guglio Marconi, father of wireless, was an honorary member of the club from 1933 to 1937 and it continues the tradition of honouring Marconi to this very day. Nowadays, its honorary members include Marconi's daughter, Princess Elettra Marconi. 4EB, that's VK4EB Ted Gold, the founder of the first commercial radio station in Queensland, was vice president of the Toowoomba Rotary Club. And we leave the special interest group news this week with a quick look at the Q News workbench. Yes, it's the nuts and volts report. Scientists boost battery strength with small holes. Batteries for phones and laptops could soon recharge 10 times faster and hold a charge 10 times larger than current technology allows. Scientists at Northwestern University in the US have changed the materials in lithium-ion batteries to boost their abilities. One change involves poking millions of minuscule holes in the battery. Batteries used using this novel technique could be in shops within five years, estimates the scientists. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Rewind. Hello, I'm Col, VK3LED. The first municipal electric street lighting in Australia commenced in New South Wales in November of 1888. Tamworth was the first town in Australia to be lit by electricity just nine years after the invention of the incandescent electric light bulb. The first lamps were vacuum carbon. In 1907, electric lighting was made available to homes and shops, supplied during the day from a battery charged overnight when the dynamos were run for the street lights. The Tamworth Power Station Museum was opened on the 9th of November 1988, the centenary of the installation of electric lighting in Tamworth. 
It was the first Australian all-electric museum and is housed in Tamworth's restored Municipal Electric Showroom building, built as the Tamworth Municipal Electric Works in 1907, and the modern reconstruction of the original engine house for the Tamworth Power Station on its original site. The history and development of electricity is a unique feature of the Tamworth Power Station Museum. This includes a special pictorial display of the pioneers of electricity and their discoveries, leading to the modern electrical world we live in. The museum has special working displays, including a generator that demonstrates the principle of Faraday's first dynamo and a working installation of the electric telegraph, the first practical use of electricity. The museum has several exhibition areas displaying early electrical appliances used for washing, cleaning, heating, cooking, cooling and entertainment. The Tamworth Power Station Museum. I'm Col, VK3LED. Hello there, my name is Sergio Fontana, VK3SFG. I'm the uh, production house doing the AR magazine. I would like to wish you all a fantastic, happy new Christmas and a prosperous new year. Well, the end of WIA News we have reached. I'm Graham VK4BB. Quickly leave you with the social scene and maybe a final final. On the social scene, in 2012, the 15th IARU Region 3 Conference to be hosted by the Vietnamese Amateur Radio Club will be held in Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam. January 23 to Feb 17, the World Radio Conference, WRC 11 in Geneva. That's the 23rd of January to the 17th. On the 12th of February is Centre Victoria Ham Fest at Kiton Racecourse. And the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club's Wyong Field Day happens February 26. And the final final from the Delta to the DMZ, Yan XV4Y in Mekong Delta, Southern Vietnam, says that conditions on 80 metres have greatly improved and in the last few days good DX results have showed his setup is not that bad after all. Yan states during his spare time he'll be focusing on 80 metres CW and if you'd like to have a listen, have a listen around 1400 Zulu. People who want to try working XV on 80 metres can follow his Twitter account, XV4Y, where he does announce his daily DX schedule. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.